You know, one of the benefits that I think we we have in this region that a lot of places don't. I mean, a lot of urban places do. A lot of metropolitan cities and locations do. But but we're we're very lucky to have a diverse a diverse population, and and with that comes different beliefs, different ideologies. But we are as a community, a very strong community. And when somebody comes after a member of our community, we, we don't generally take too kindly to it, especially here in, in Detroit, in Metro Detroit. Well, there was a Wall Street Journal uh, uh, op-ed that was published just a couple of days ago over the weekend. It was called Welcome to Dearborn, America's Jihad Capital. And the byline underneath the title was Imams and politicians in the Michigan city side with Hamas against Israel and Iran against the United States. And it has become a lightning rod, certainly for the people closest to it, specifically in the city of Dearborn, as the mayor of Dearborn, Abdullah Hamoud, joins us to, to talk about this article. Mr. Mayor, it's good to have you back. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, what, what, what was your initial reaction when you, when you saw this article, when you read it, you had a moment to digest it? What was, what was the initial reaction to this piece? You know, at first I was just, you know, uh, uh, enraged that this inflammatory rhetoric is still permissible in 2024. You know, I, I grew up in the post 9-11 era. This type of rhetoric is not new. And the unfortunate reality is Islamophobia has become an acceptable form of hate. And those who demonize or stereotype Muslims or Arab Americans have found larger platforms and greater notoriety. And we have to put an end to that. So the other uh, a part of this is there were specific citations to uh, faith leaders in the community or members in the community. And um, is there is there any sense from the the religious community in Dearborn that that this that this writer got it wrong, that he didn't paint a fair representation of the city of Dearborn? You know, I think the fact that this writer understood very clearly that by calling uh, Dearborn what he did in the headline, he was basically trying to say that this is a, a breeding ground for terrorism and so on and so forth. Um, and that's it's, it's just repulsive. And I don't know for what other community such a headline would be permissible or acceptable, or even the conversation would be, well, can you explain to me uh, what's unfolding here? People who are protesting in support of peace to end the onslaught of the killing of innocent men, women, and children, um, that's something that all Americans should be supportive of. I don't know, you know, my value statement, I, I believe that no innocent man, woman, or child should be killed. I don't know who disagrees with such a statement. And yes, we in Dearborn, we're a little bit closer to what's unfolding overseas. Our family hail from these villages that are being wiped off the map as we currently speak. Um, and this is nothing more than a distraction of that conversation that we've been trying to have openly. So he, he did mention specifically um, uh, less than a handful of faith leaders in the community, and he took specific lines uh, in from their 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 uh, passages or their teachings. Um, and it, it, it is the sense that these were taken out of context is the sense that um, that he was cherry picking specific things uh, from these faith leaders to paint a um, an untrue picture. What 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 do you make of the the citations that he uses from faith leaders in the community? I think that the uh, uh, the individual who wrote the opinion piece is very much trying to pluck and place as he uh, likes to try to inflame. 
uh, as he did to try to uh, cast a wide uh, uh, net on the whole city of Dearborn. Um, but if you also look at the Wall Street Journal, you know, this is very consistent with what they do. If you look at what just happened at the events last week, Chicago passed a resolution in support of a ceasefire. And what did the editorial board put out as their, as their headline? Chicago votes in support of Hamas. And so this isn't new, uh, as I was saying earlier. This is media malpractice. This is consistent with what they have always done. And it's important that we all condemn this and call it out for exactly what it is. This is fanning the flames of hatred and bigotry, of Islamophobia, and the anti-Arab bigotry and sentiment as well. And it's made our residents less safe as a result. Yeah, and, and I was going to ask that. What, what, is the, what has been the, the temperature that you've taken from the community? Where are, where are they at on this uh, that you've uh, been able to gather? You know, we've increased patrols around our places of worship. We are in strong coordination with our schools, ensuring our school resource officers are present. Plus, we have more park and walks uh, around these uh, third places, places where community members tend to congregate. Um, we're taking this very seriously. I mean, you saw a sore and the amount of vile rhetoric all over online and, and threats being cast towards myself or other individuals and places and institutions in the city um, that are just absolutely disgusting to see. Um, all is a direct result of this uh, inflammatory opinion piece that was run. There was uh, uh, obviously there's been a lot of pushback to the Biden administration. There was a rally held uh, just the other day as the president was was in the area uh, for a campaign event with the UAW. Uh, what is the, the sense among um, those in the Arab community, those in the Muslim community about the, the way that this administration has been handling the events in, in Gaza and Israel? Yeah, very poor. You know, we had a president that promised decency and who promised to lead with humanity in the White House. And we have not seen that, um, you know, on a, in a countless number of events. When the, when the president challenges a number of Palestinians that have actually been killed, when his spokespeople continually cast doubt on what's unfolding or uh, emphasizing that the only thing that is promised is more civil, civilian casualties. When you see a cutting of funding to an institution that provides food and aid to 2.2 million refugees right now who are at risk of famine, um, who you see an endless amount of dollars being provided and military aid being provided, that is wiping out whole neighborhoods. You know, we have a resident that came to a council meeting who had lost 80 loved ones. You know, what, what, is, your, what is the president's message that resident in terms of this this movement to 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 maybe move on from joe biden those that maybe voted for him in 2020 but but due to the the his his stance on the conflict uh they are moving aside is there anything that you've been able to gather that the president could do to to reverse course on that or is the damage done you know i i won't speak to uh, the various campaigns that are ongoing, you know, people are um, anticipating for the upcoming primary election. But my message to the president um, is one that's very clear. Um, it's always time to do the right thing. We have, we have time and an opportunity to change course, to help save lives, to prevent the killing of innocent men, women, and children by calling for a ceasefire, mm -hmm. by utilizing diplomatic means, which have been the only means that have provided uh, positive outcomes when we had a release of hostages on both sides. We want to release all the hostages, which I hope that we can accomplish. We can only do that through diplomatic means. We need an uh, unequivocal release of all hostages on, this, on both sides of this. Um, and diplomatic means is the way that we get there. Uh, this president has to change course. His language has to change because if you think of this opinion piece and, and the climate in which it was written under, it, it is partly as a result of the rhetoric and decision-making that has happened in the highest office in the world. Mm.
Dearborn Mayor Abdullah Hamoud, thank you for the time as always. And uh, hopefully the next time we talk, it'll be under better circumstances. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. Uh, it's it's an interesting um, look into a community that, that look, has been targeted once again. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the biggest problem that I have is, is in, is, is in this piece is towards the end when it says what's happening in Dearborn isn't simply a political problem for Democrats. It's potentially a national security issue affecting all Americans. Counterterrorism agencies at all levels should play close attention. That, that, that to me is incendiary. I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that is incendiary talk at the highest level. To, to make an assumption that that a group of 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 people in a certain area should be looked at more than any other i mean i I would imagine counterterrorist officials are keeping tabs on a number of different places all around the country i I can't imagine it's it's targeted in one place so i um it, it is troublesome when you consider that that type of inflammatory talk. And look, we know that it's not just it's not just uh, the anti-Arab rhetoric that we're seeing all across the country. I mean, anti-Semitism is up uh, hundreds of percent. And so when you get this type of action, when you get this type of conflict overseas, uh, certainly it's it, it is it is inflaming those on both sides. I want to go to Mark and Milford here before we go to break. Hello, Mark. Okay. Hello. Hey, Mark. Yes. My comment is, in anybody in Arab world is thinking about the attack Hamas on Israel, and they don't classify this like killing innocent people, innocent children, innocent women. Nobody talk about that, and they are trying to stop. Mm. Well, the and, the, and, and the ways the killing took place, Mark. Pardon me. It's the it's the way the killings took place on October seventh, that are that are so yes, horrific, yes. that are so scary, that are so egregious. Yeah, but question is, they start the war and they expect the war will not they will end automatically, or they will think this will be going on and on. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I think there's certainly a level of. I mean, I think there's a, I mean, I, with anything, I mean, I, I think you are able to overlook some things to say that, well, we need this instead. We need, we need less killings in Gaza. We need the bombings to stop. I think that's easy to say after you're looking at the rear view of October 7th. Mark, I got to, I got to take a break. More next.